Welcome, everybody, to the Investing or Gambling Podcast. I am your host, Ileana Mike, and I'm here with my trusty and loyal co-host, a.k.a. Dow 30K, Colin Santucci. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Hey, real good. We got our special guest on here, Marco Marzacco. He's going to be with us for the next half hour. So, folks, let's get right to the indexes. The Dow Jones Industrial Average trading at 32,627. The NASDAQ is trading the tech-heavy NASDAQ trading at 13,215. And our beloved S&P, a broad sector of the cash flow market, is 3,913. And the Russell 2000 small caps trading at 2,000. 287 and the lovely VIX is sitting right around 21. Why do I say all this folks real quick? Let's get to the bond market real quick. Our lovely tenure, which we like to look at every day, which has a lot to do with interest rates as far as mortgages and concern. We're looking at a 10 year bond sitting at 1.73 on the lower end of the curve. We're looking at the two year bond sitting at 0.15 and our 30 year is sitting at 2.43. We're going to explain, try to explain some of this What's going on today, folks, in the market? We've had a very volatile week. We've had a Fed that comes out and tells us that we're going to keep interest rates. Those interest rates that I'm talking about are not the interest rates that you pay. Those are the interest rates that banks pay overnight to borrow money and lend money to each other. That is sitting at zero, and that was going to be very accommodative for the next two to three years. Let's get right to it with Marco. Marco, what do you think is going on in the market? What are we looking at as far as Fed policy this week? And where do we think stocks might be going in the future? And what have you been doing? Welcome back. Thanks for having me. I always love coming on. All right. Uh, right now, this market really actually makes sense to me. And I like the things that it's doing. And I'm definitely encouraged by everything overall that I'm seeing. I like what the Fed did this week. Um, I think they gave out the right... Um, information. I think they are doing the right things. Um, in terms of equities, the economy is definitely reopening. That reopening is gaining steam. That, you know, we've reached a critical mass now where enough people have kind of, you know, gotten their freedom back and are seeing freedom that other people are enjoying. So that's only going to pick up across the states. And we're seeing you know, COVID cases decline, hospitalizations decline. So that's all really good stuff. Vaccinations are picking up. So people are getting more comfortable with things and that's going to lead to greater economic activity. We got to get the services side of the economy going back because obviously that's the majority of the economy. And once that picks up, well, we need social distancing to basically go away in order for that to truly to, to really pick up, you know, with, with restaurants getting back to full capacity, mm. et cetera, et cetera. But earnings are, are definitely set to pick up. I like, you know, what we're seeing in terms of businesses. Um, you know, the, the buy the dip mentality definitely still plays. Now, this week, there's been an awful lot of talk over interest rates and inflation and how that is going to affect things. Inflation, we as consumers know that inflation has been increasing and it's been high in some cases. We all know that our our bills have been going up. In reality, we know that inflation has existed for several years now. As a consumer, but, we do. There's no yeah, doubt about that. As a consumer, that. we do. As far as the Fed is concerned, they will always say that inflation hasn't really picked up by the metrics, the broad metrics that they look at. And so there's kind of this, yeah, um, the curve, man, this difference between 
what is seen in the academic side of things versus the reality of the situation. The reality is gasoline prices going up 14% month over month and almost 25% year over year. Okay, that's a tax hike in itself, that is inflationary. Other services have certainly gone up, whether it's your healthcare, well, actually, I guess education prices have come down a little bit because of, yeah. um, you know, homeschooling, et cetera. But without getting too deep in the weeds on that, um, in general, I think the market can sustain an upward move in interest rates. I think it will go in fits and spurts where, you know, we get a spike in bond yields, the market cracks a little bit, buyers come in to pick up, you know, uh, equities on the cheap because we still have mandate accounts that have to buy stock, right? Nothing has changed with that. 401k still have tons of cash coming in. They have to buy stock. So they're always going to be there. So I think it's just a matter of what stocks they're going to buy though. Am I correct? No, that's not even that much of a question because the majority of money is indexed to the S and P 500. So it's just going to buy the S and P 500. They're just going to buy the S and P 500. I I mean, that's the majority of funds. And then you have some other, you know, more targeted things that people have in their retirement accounts, but emerging the markets funds, and all that. Yeah. Are going to the S and P 500. So, so I see what you're saying. That's probably why the S and P 500 is being held up so good during these interest rates. Yeah. We've sold off a little bit. Uh, yeah. And obviously there's overlap between the S and P and the NASDAQ, but still right. overall, you know, money is going in index money is going into the S and P 500. Right. Now the big, the big debate, or the big discussion has been how tech stocks sell off when interest rates rise. And to me, that is perfectly explainable when we start to talk about how interest rates affect the value of cash flows of tech stocks. And we're just, you know, keeping it very simple in this explanation. People talk about duration, which is the concept of how sensitive is a series of cash flows to a change in interest rates. And it's typically applied to and really only spoken about in the context of the bond market. But in theory, a stock is still a series of cash flows going out into the future. So there is interest rate sensitivity there. And we start talking about tech stocks, we're talking about large cash flows that are further out in the future. So by definition, those cash flows are more sensitive to a change in interest rates. And so seeing swings in tech stocks the way we are is academically justified it theoretically is justified so i'm perfectly comfortable with the swings that we're seeing and of course the market just starts to feed on itself right because when you start to see these movements and everybody gets comfortable with the explanation whether or not algos have been tweaked to really focus on swings in the tenure to buying or selling equity uh buying the qqqs as opposed to the the s&p you know are we getting, you know, is that the way algos are going? And yes, they are. I mean, that's the flavor of the month. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen cross asset correlations change depending on the tone of the market. So it could be if oil was the thing in question, as oil spikes, stocks sell off, right? We've seen that market, um, that market relationship be the, be the, um, Denominator. Uh, what's in what's in vogue, right? That that's the crazy thing. Right. Okay. Today, what's the crazy thing today? The hot thing today is changes in the yield yeah. on the ten-year right. to changes in equity prices. And so, overall, big picture speaking, 
a treasury 10 year at 174 is still historically incredibly low. Yes. And the market the market the market is adjusting to it. That's what I that's what I like to say. The market is adjusting to higher rates. I think it will adjust sell offs. Yeah, I'm almost done and we see these sell offs and that's fine it becomes a tactical trading opportunity really because the market is adjusting. There's a reason why the yield on the 10 year has more than doubled since January and the S&P is still up 8% or you know right around there since January because yeah. the market has adjusted to higher rates. You know, things trade off of each other and you get a lot of intraday volatility because things kind of go haywire a little bit. But at the end of the day, you still have institutional accounts in the bond market and in the stock market that are actually there to buy the dips. And actually in the bond market, in the treasury market, you have the biggest institutional account of them all being the Fed, who is also there to buy bonds. So you have that happening as well. So all in all, I like the way things are reacting with each other. And I think as long as the reopening keeps going, we'll be fine. And the only thing that I see taking this market out will be tax hikes. Oh, you get tax hikes, it's that f- changes the formula. Well, it's funny you should mention that. Yeah, in every valuation, you have a couple major inputs. What are those two major inputs? Tax rates and interest rates. And if either one of those change significantly, the value changes. Oh, bets off. So if we get tax hikes and that happens, then we have to really readjust and you could see a real nasty sell-off. But even then, those same accounts are going to come in to buy stuff because they still need to. So, well, and, and of course, the assets will be a lot cheaper as opposed to what those tax hikes are, too. So, I mean, it's not like everything's going to go to zero because of tax hikes. They're just going to adjust in value as far as I'm yeah, they concerned. Adjust. Exactly. Now, it's but just, it's, it's perfectly natural. Now, I, I understand that correlation. If I'm going to be if if I own if, if I'm anticipating that my capital gains tax right now that are sitting at 21%, if they're going to double in the next year going into 2022, when I go to uh, do my taxes for 2021, um, those, they're not going to, they're, the, the, I go to do. People are going to sell I'm, today. You're going to sell, you're going to today, sell today. You're going to sell today. Next tax year because is next be tax bad. year, right. Next you tax want to year. take this year's tax rule. Correct. You want to take this year's 2021 tax year because the 2022, is it going to cost you double? Guess what? You're We're going to go today. down that amount. That's the amount. That's the amount of capital gains. If they double, I don't know if they'll double. I don't know if they can get away with that because they are so the, the, the democratic organization is so involved with the unions and with the pensions that I don't think that that's going to come that much. Now that's just me. I started thinking this morning when I heard about that, I said, wow, that's really going to affect the retail investor, which is true. It will, if it got that high, but I don't believe it's going to get that high for simple reason is that when people start pushing back, the working man starts pushing back on that. And like you said, pension funds and 401ks need to buy these stocks. They're involved in this. They can't buy stocks if they're, if, if we're, if they're going to be taxed on all these, this type of these gains, these capital gains is what I'm trying to say. I don't believe it'll be that much. I do believe there'll be a tax hike. Now, even a corporate tax hike of 10% or so will still affect earnings in the long run and everything else. Yes, I do believe, I think there's a combination. And I do think 
me and I, and I'm going to get to Colin here real quick. I think there is something internally going on that I don't like. It is the interest rates going up at this particular rate. I was also inclined to think that other foreign banks would be buying our debt in our tenure with these type of yields. It didn't happen. The Bank of Japan was supposed to be buying a lot of our bonds, which would have brought them yields down. They didn't do that, especially when they had that auction a couple of weeks ago that you were talking about earlier before the show. 10 years and 30s were sold off. They didn't exactly do that. Now that the banks are having to prop up a little bit more capital, I do believe we're going to see a higher rate in interest rates. I do think they may get capped at a certain point. But I do think we're in for a little bit of, I, I, I think what's going on in the market is the value stocks are starting to, to come alive that haven't been alive for a long time. We've had a big, big bull run here. And it's basically been tech, 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 tech. I mean, it's all it's been. I mean, you have, I mean, look at how Caterpillar, Caterpillar used to trade around 100 bucks a share. Now it's over two. Um, Boeing, forget about it. That's had its troubles. Boeing used to be a $300 stock. It's no longer there. It's coming back. I'm a little bit nervous about the tech. I'm a little bit more, more nervous about the NASDAQ and those, and the QQQs and those particular ETFs. I do like your analysis on the S&P because that's where I believe a lot there. And there's some, there's some stocks in there that'll probably get sold off involved in the tech stock, because there's a little bit more tech heavy in the, in the S and P, but generally I like your analysis with the S and P uh, Colin, what do you think? Well, I was just going to say uh, I'm not too worried about the tech growth sector or stocks, because let's say if the 10 year hits 2% sooner than what people expect, uh, 2% yield higher or quicker than we expect, then I think it does create a buying opportunity, which Marco discusses because, you know, selling, you know, it's going to overshoot to the downside and it, it brings a buying opportunity in for people that are very long term, just like stocks overshoot to the upside. So right. there's probably a, a there's probably a, there's going to be some point where people are spooked if the yield of the 10 year, let's say hits 2% growth tech stocks are going to really sell off dramatically. And, and I'd give it a three day period. I'm just guessing. And buyers will come in. I really truly believe that. Um, but anyway, Marco was discussing, because, uh, you know, go ahead. when interest rates, when interest rates go up, that hasn't changed the idea of the company. It hasn't fundamentals changed don't change, correct? No, exactly. I mean, for a bank, it, for banks, changes in interest rates obviously affect their lending operations and allows them to make more or less money depending on the shape of the yield curve. But, so that's a different argument. But as far as Peloton is concerned, either a lot of people are buying bikes or they aren't, right? Yeah. As right. far as whatever tech name is concerned, either their business model is going to be great or it's not. It's going. It's going to, you know, survive as the work from home trade gets unwound. There are going to be winners and losers, the same way as it was when the work from home trade was being put on. Right. And whether sure. what whatever interest rates do between as that trade is as we find out who the new winners or losers are going to be has mm -hmm. to do with the idea of the business. Doesn't matter yeah. about about interest rates. And the thing is, big tech names 
they don't have a lot of debt or they don't have any debt in some cases. Yeah. Right? Some. So you don't, they, they don't even care about that. So that kind of, if people are going to make the argument that, oh, as interest rates go up, their financing costs cost more. Well, it's not really true for companies mm-hmm. that aren't financing themselves with debt. They're financing mm-hmm. themselves through equity or obviously, you know, they are borrowing, you know, taking on loans, yeah. et cetera. So that does go up. But the argument really, you know, higher interest rates, kind of affect businesses that relied heavily that have a hot a high reliance on debt which typically are more mature companies or utilities you know are people who are constantly in the debt markets mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well yeah or energy yeah. companies high yield energy companies who you know obviously are in the debt markets a lot yeah have to be right so your 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 tech stocks selling off because of changes in interest rates is more of a theoretical valuation argument and it's not a judgment on their businesses. Sure. Yeah, the best way sense. to look at it. Uh, but yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think, uh, you know, policy, government policy, tax hikes uh, are way more concerning to me as a long-term buy and hold investor, um, you know, because uh, I see that in the bottom line more because I'm a business owner. So I know how it's going to impact small businesses uh, or and large businesses and also the unemployment situation. Um, you know, I'm, I think we're all pretty positive on the reopening of the economies worldwide, but I'm just curious, do you think Marco, this question's for both of you, actually, do you guys think that there's a scenario that plays out that we don't get back to full employment? Well, to that 3.5% raging unemployment that Trump had, that was really good saying raging. I don't know why I'm saying raging, but a really good on unemployment. Uh, maybe we don't see that in the Biden four-year presidency. Is that possible that we just don't see it because of policies like th- that are damaging? It's going to take time. And I think the economy on the, when we fully exit COVID, the economy is definitely going to look different than it did the other time around. And there probably will be an adjustment period of time where people that were that that didn't survive the work from home transition and we're going to and we're going to call that group of people ranging all the way from anyone who serviced office buildings to people in the services industry to anybody who just didn't survive the work from home move is going to take more time than we thought for them to get back to work when janet yellen talks about us getting back to full employment you know a year from now I think that's crazy, but you know what? She made her definition of full of full employment may be accepting that there are actually five million people who are unemployed because they have been structurally unemployed, right? So full mm-hmm. employment is the economy at its full, you know, strength. The new economy. It, it, it assumes a certain level of unemployment. So mm-hmm. she may be factoring that in, which is kind of a harsh way. If you are part of that group that actually is unemployed, so mm-hmm. it, wh- I think the best way to look at it is, it's going to take time. Once we figure out how many people have been structurally un- unemployed, and that means the people that weren't able to survive the work from home transition, whether because your business was directly affected or you were a downstream business, a service provider, something like that. So it's going to take time for all those people to get back to work. And I think the idea of tax hikes can be very shocking. And we have to be really concerned about what can pass through this government because there's 
20,000 gas and pipeline workers that thought their jobs were safe and they're out of work right now. So yeah. the worst case scenario actually can happen. Mm -hmm. So there might be such a clamor from the very progressive wing of the Democratic Party that tax hikes somehow, some way do get passed through and everybody gets hurt because of it. Mm. Well, it's possible because the fact that all those people could lose jobs when we're trying to get the economy back on the right track just shows you how indifferent some people can be with their policies. And for somebody like Carrie to say, oh, well, they're going to be able to make solar panels instead of instead mm. of being a welder on a pipeline is completely unrealistic. Absolutely. Yeah, it's totally unrealistic. Face. And those yeah. jobs on the solar panels making whatever don't pay nearly as well as right. the and who uh, says those workers. solar panels are so, going to be made here in the United States. It's just, yeah, it's some just, of them unrealistic. Maybe so those some of them pipe work. to get worked out and how, maybe. and it's going to take time for that to happen. And it's right. going to be painful though, for those involved. So when they like to say, Oh, learn to code. It's not that simple. Yeah. It's just not. It's unrealistic. No, it's unrealistic. And it's unfair to people. And, that's, that's actually exclusionary. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you start telling people to learn to code, they can't. No, they, and, mm -hmm. and telling these pipeline, uh, these these workers that are out of work to go make solar panels, they may have to have to move their job to China because that's where most of them are going to be made anyways. Let's face yeah, it. It's, it's, in it's, order for that energy, in order like, for that energy to get cheaper, you have to have the product that you're trying to put up on a roof cheaper. So it ain't going to be made here. No, you're absolutely right. To get back to what you talked about with Janet Yellen and the economy. Yes. Is her new normal as far as unemployment, full unemployment, 5%? Could be. We were at 3.5% before the before in, in January of uh, or December those the, 19th. Those were the glory days. Those were the glory days. 3.5%. <laughs> everybody was working. Everybody had a good job. All right. Now, what's full unemployment now? Five. Could be four. But I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing, and this is what I'm going to tell you right now, that I believe they're going to get these tax hikes through. I also believe that the new normal isn't going to be until we can get rid of masks and people are able to get vaccinated. Listen, I love people to get vaccinated. I'm not a vaxxer, but I believe in choice. I believe that this vaccine is pretty much safe. And that's coming from a guy who's a skeptic. I don't know what it is. I haven't heard a word. All my family, they all have it. Everybody's taking it. I'm not taking it. That's just me. But I haven't heard any problems. Now, my sister took it. And a month later, she got COVID. Okay. Now, she was already in a month. So she should have had all the antibodies. But she didn't get it as bad. She didn't. She had a runny nose. She had a little congestion. Come like on, folks. Shot. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm so sick of this masking business. I'm so sick of these variants. I'm so sick of these it doctors. should have always been a free free choice. And we there all should, we should never have shut down an economy. Should have been a choice. Yeah. No, we should never have shut down an economy for something that was 98% survival. It right, went the wrong yeah, way. Now they're trying to... Depending on your health, depending on yes, your category, right? But, if you're right. under 50 and fairly healthy, it's like 99.8% I know, but they, let me tell you something. They're going to have to walk all of this back and they're trying to walk it back easy. In fact, they're even trying to say, well, the variants are coming back. And uh, 20, I just read 21 States now yeah, have higher COVID testing. You test anybody for anything. You'll find just look it. at what's going on in the Netherlands and I Europe. Know. I mean, they're going to shut down. 
France should they're, listen. Yeah, but I they're rioting. They're rioting. The, well, the people are rioting. They, they've had I, enough. You don't yeah, know. I don't, I, I'm don't not going to get into a. I'm not going to get into a rant here because you don't want to know what I know or what I think. I do. I mean, <laughs> what you do don't. you know? Tell us. We want to know. Well, what I know, it's about to happen. You're both of you going to go. He's out of here. Uh, so it's going. You mean you're going to get canceled. Well, no, I'm not going to get canceled on anything because I'm not going to say it. I, I like, as far as the market's concerned, I do believe that the S&P has some legs. It could draw down. I think that tech stocks are going to go further down the road here. Now, remember, everybody was talking about all this stimulus money that was coming into the market, the $1,400 checks that went out to 90 million people, and everybody was going to get in the market. They were going to take $700, and they were going to go buy a, two, a share of Tesla or two shares of Tesla. You know what they did? You would think that that money that went out last week would already be in the market, right? They opened up their account. They did it. Are they waiting? If I was, if it was me, I'd wait for a better price to get in with my money. Even if it was only $700 to invest, I'm 20 years old. I'm 20 years old. I'm going to take $700 because I heard that a 20 year old put in a thousand dollars last year and he's a millionaire. I heard that. There's a lot of gambling going on in this thing, man. People have heard from other people that the 20 year old back in March when the COVID started, that he put in $5,000 and now he's a millionaire ready to retire at 22. I'm telling you, this there's, there, there's underlining factors here that I'm not liking. I do believe that the market is a good form of wealth. It is a good form of, of to, it's better than putting your money in the bank. But I do believe a guy like you, Colin, you're going to survive this. I don't know. If, I don't know that a guy like me would start investing right now. If it was up to me, and I had three and a half million dollars in the bank and stocks right now. I'd start, I'd start taking some money off the table before I had to pay for it in the long run. Marco, you do trade on a daily basis and it's your living. And you probably maybe have you, you're gonna probably look at me and go, eh, eh, right. But when you said there's there's things that could go wrong, and when there's things that could go wrong, they probably will. I don't like what they're doing. I don't like one bit what's going on in, with the uh, the immigration. I don't like what's going on with taxes. I don't like what's going on with stimulus because they're talking about an infrastructure that we had infrastructure years ago. We were supposed to have shovel ready jobs. They never existed. What are they doing with all the money? I don't get it. I don't see this infrastructure with all this green new deal happening. I think you're right. It's going to be a trickle down effect. We talked about the oil workers that the pipeline workers, I'm not liking it. I'm just not. So I, I just, that's just my opinion. And that's, that, I'm just not liking it. Now, again, I think it's going to be a stock picker's market. Would I be trying to buy Coca-Cola? Yeah. I'd be buying Coca-Cola. Would I be buying dividend paying stocks? Yeah. Would I be buying a whole bunch of stuff in the Dow 30? Yes, I would. Certain stuff, not all of it. Okay. Boeing, they ain't going away. Caterpillar, they ain't going away. Coca-Cola, they ain't going away. Uh, we can look at a few other ones. Travelers Insurance, they're not going away. Visa, not going away. All those Dow 30 stocks and a lot of the S&P that have been there forever and ever and ever are never going to go away. There's a lot of stuff that will. 
down the road, there will be a lot of stuff that will go away. That'll just get faded out. And right now they think that, you know, space and Virgin Galactic, everybody's going to be an astronaut. Uh, that, that's a, that's a, you know, it's gone. Those, those stocks are not, nobody's going to get rich off of taking plane rides up in the air for 25 minutes and say, well, what did you do back years ago? I'm talking about 30 years from now, I'm going to be dead. Okay. But I'm going to tell you something. Guy like Kyle's going to say, yeah, I remember that guy telling me about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, what happened? It, they went out of business. <laughs> I have a, I think it's, it's good to own business. value and growth. I you know? do, but I would be very I particular on what you're doing with the growth. Growth oh, growth is fine. It, it, it looks like growth because they say my revenues went up 200% and the stock was flying. Do you really think you're going to get 200% every quarter? No, because it was new. Everybody went out and bought Peloton. I don't think anybody's going to get rich investing in Peloton. No, but I do see I don't believe compar- that. No, I don't, but I do sorry. see a comparison in look, I, I, I see the bull and the bear case on all this stuff, but I'm just saying, you know, Apple, Netflix, Amazon. Those are um, I like. Yeah, those ain't going away either. Those are those are those are now the new Coca-Colas. Google, Facebook. Yep. So yep. I just named eh, like Facebook, five man. big tech companies. You did, they but had, they and what are, I'm what, just telling what, you they what's had the, What's their common denominator about all of them? They're established uh, blue chips now, in my opinion. And they have very little debt. But guess what? There was a time where they were having these 200% year over year. And now they've slowed down. Yeah, but look, you can't be afraid of these growth tech stocks because if you're young, I'm just telling you, you can't. You you have to dabble in these names because you're going to miss – opportunities like people missed in apple amazon google netflix and and the rest you, my you point to is to be term. and my point is to look at what people can't live without i'll never forget warren buffett he was real late on apple he was super late on apple mm-hmm. he thought that people weren't going to get used to these type of phones the flip phones motorola's all that stuff when they first came out he thought that was, he was wrong. He was very wrong. However, he, he didn't, he bought, he, he used 5% of his portfolio to buy Apple. Okay. He saw Apple when everybody was sitting there with their eyes in this thing and are so addicted to it. There, it's an addiction. And guess what? It's like cigarettes. Tobacco companies used to be the best thing in the world because everybody was addicted to them. Now the tobacco companies had to adjust because they said, hmm, guess that wasn't so cool. What do you think exactly what's going on in, in the in the beer business? You used to buy Budweiser and say, I'll never it'll never go away. It's not. But Budweiser had to adjust and say, we have to make seltzers because, like you said, it was in vogue. That's what's going on. Those IPAs, are the those are the IPAs. Yeah. IPA craft beer, Sam's, mm-hmm. uh, all those stocks, all those companies had to adjust. All right. And You'll see other things come out, and I agree, but there are certain things like Virgin Galactic, all right, that $250,000 for a plane ride to go up in a, into the atmosphere and sit there weightlessness, the average mm-hmm. person's not going to be doing that. Just, mm-hmm. to, just, to, just to see if you're going to become an astronaut. No, ain't going to happen. <laughs> Peloton, yeah, I don't know. It's a treadmill with a subscription. 
maybe the subscription works, but nobody buys the nobody buys the uh, the treadmill. I don't know. I see more the most people when people got rich in the market, they got they got a dividends paying stocks. It was the Coca Colas of the world. It was the yeah. AT and Ts of the world. Look okay, it was the it was the the oil companies, the Exxon Mobiles, the Chevrons of the world. Those were the companies. And it was the, the railroads. It was the utilities. It was everything that people couldn't live without. Why do you think Warren Buffett is so disciplined? Yeah, he goes, Bitcoin? I don't really know. Because he's I, preserving I, his wealth at this point, too. Well, yeah, but he wants people to understand that. You I mean, why would Berkshire buy uh, Virgin Galactic? They don't need to. They're just compounding at this point. No, right. But he is the type of guy that says he sees things that people always need, insurance companies. That man made more money off insurance. Why? Because it's mandated. It's mandated that you have car insurance. Never used to be. It's also a compounding machine, yeah. insurance companies. Yeah. But those are things that are right, mandated. Right, Margo? But am I right? They're mandated to have. You can't go, you can't right. buy and you need it. It's, True. It's a, yeah. it's a cash yeah. machine. I mean, that's cash why you machine. also have insurance companies that are you know, cash. huge bond buyers because oh. they have tons of cash and they have to put that cash someplace incredibly safe. Yeah. They, put it, they, they just keep it. They have that interest. They have massive bond portfolios. Oh, massive. You know, and they try, and, and ideally they try to match those bond portfolios against what they see as their liabilities coming due. Right. Yeah, and that's where the whole actuarial table is and blah, blah, blah. Right. So trying to do that asset liability map. They look at they look at everything from weather patterns to everything that what yeah. they think is going to happen. I mean, you know, you take a company like Travelers or Allstate or whatever State Farm that they look at the 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 it's the West Coast and they look at the East Coast and they look at the Southern Coast and they figure out what it could cost us this year as far as what they're doing. You're right. They stash that money away and where do they want to stash it into? Bonds that are paying big money. Yeah, and then if if, yeah. if interest rates happen to go up, Good you know, for they them. can buy some more bonds on the cheap. But also at the same time, right. their right. existing bond portfolio has also gone down in value. So as right. interest rates rise, what they're holding today has gone down in value. So they can offset those losses by buying new bonds at today's prevailing rates and hopefully, you know, get more interest that way, essentially. Well, let's 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 finish up the podcast here. A lot of our listeners like to listen to us, and some of us like to uh, some of our listeners like to have some stock picks and what we've done in the market. Anybody out here, Colin? Have you bought anything new this week? We talked about nope, draft games I, a lot. What do you like? Nope. But I uh, I always said I would never give stock picks, and here I am giving stock picks. <laughs> Uh, the company is Hims and Hers. Ticker is HIMS. Um, I like it because of, uh, I'm not even going to get into what they do because, uh, you know, it's really not just um, erectile dysfunction pills that they're shipping to you, but it's everything. It's hair loss. It's mental health stuff. Um, it's not a visual telehealth thing, but, you know, instead of going to the doctor's and getting some of this stuff prescribed, um, you know, you're you're able to just do it online. Uh, and they got a lot of reoccurring uh, customers. I think 90% is reoccur reoccurring, reoccurring customer revenue. And it's a subscription-based economy. It's a subscription-based 
stock. Um, it's disruptive, um, you know, and I just think that that's a small cap stock that's getting killed due to the, um, I think it was a SPAC. I think that's part of the reasons it's also getting killed today. Uh, but also it was, um, you know, with the yields and everything going up, I'm, I'm guessing that people are freaking out and selling something like him because they don't understand the business and the future of the business. So that's my stock pick. Uh, I don't own it. Um, but you know, I, I have it on a watch list and, uh, you know, I see Chubb insurance. We were talking about insurance companies. I've owned Chubb insurance for many, many, many years and Berkshire Hathaway. So I like those names as well. I, made sure that for Chubb insurance, um, you know, make sure you can reinvest those dividends. If you don't need that dividend cash flow now. Marco. You know, I, I like the market and I think people should just not be too worried about the fluctuations in interest rates and how they impact stocks on an intraday basis, because like we're talking about, it's not affecting the business of the company per se, when we're talking about non-financial companies. So just stick to your business ideas and buy the dip still plays and things are going pretty well unless we get tax hikes. Tax hikes are the only thing that'll take the wind out of this market. Very good. Yeah. Or some crazy trade war, you know, gets worse. Yeah. Obviously though, there's always the tail risk from random things like that. Oh, we didn't, we didn't even get into that. Of the feasible, of the things that are, are very in the realm of possibilities, tax hikes are the only one that we have. 100% agree. Nobody, nobody likes tax hikes. I'm going to go with a couple of stock picks here, folks. I like Dow chemical. I like Dow chemical basically here because commodity prices are going up. They benefit from that. They pay a nice dividend yield. It's a stock that's been around for hundreds of years, quite a few years, I should say. It pays a dividend a yield of 4.38%. Um, I like also, I like Home Depot with the spring season coming up right now. I think people are going to be wanting to get out, do a little bit more. Uh, I think they're going to be, you know, sprucing up their homes and stuff like that. Um, I'm not liking interest rates at all. I think it's a trickle-down effect with interest rates that could affect home buyers. I think I said something about this before I read something where for every quarter point of interest rates on a mortgage goes up, it reduces the buying power of the buyer by about $30,000, $40,000. So if the price of a home is $40,000, $40,000, I'm saying, or I'm, I'm sorry, $400,000 and interest rates go up a quarter, the buying power is get, gets reduced down to 360000 so I'm not liking homes right now. I think homes have made a run. Um, with that said, those are my picks, Dow Chemical. I still like everything in the Dow. I'm a value type investor right now. That's my deal. I think I would watch what I buy in tech. I still like Apple. I still like all those picks that we talked about earlier. Facebook, uh, I'm not a Facebook fan. I would say the Apples of the world. I would say I even like IBMs of the world. I just like all those particular Dividend paying companies right now, I think are looking good value. That's my theme. With that said, folks, thanks for listening. You can get us on Twitter. You can find Marco Marzacco on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, Ileana Mike, and also Dow30K. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next week. Thanks for coming in, Marco. Thanks for having me. You got it.